Axios Pro Rata, where we take just 10 minutes to get you smarter on the collision of tech, business, and politics. I'm Dan Mac. On today's show, investors sound off on social responsibility and a fond farewell. But first, Mayor Pete's McKinsey problem. So when Pete Buttigieg ended his run as an Oxford scholar and before he became a Navy lieutenant deployed to Afghanistan, he spent around three years working with global consulting firm McKinsey. So what did Buttigieg actually do with McKinsey, which advises both corporate and government clients? Well, we don't know because Buttigieg won't tell us due to non-compete agreements that all McKinsey consultants sign to protect both the confidentiality of firm information and of client information. Now, the Buttigieg campaign has publicly asked McKinsey to lift this restriction on his work, but so far the firm has refused. And some of Buttigieg's rivals and media critics are beginning to jump on this lack of transparency, particularly in light of a new ProPublica report that McKinsey's past work with the Department of Immigration and Customs Enforcement included money-saving proposals such as cuts to food and medical care for detainees. The bottom line here is that the increasing collision of private industry and public service creates inherent conflicts, as we saw with past presidential candidacies of both Mitt Romney and Donald Trump. The question now for Buttigieg is how or if he plans to resolve them. In 15 seconds, we'll go deeper with Matt Pierce, a national correspondent for the LA Times. But first, this. Axios Chief Technology Correspondent Ina Fried shares breaking news and analysis on the most consequential companies and players in tech, from the Valley to DC. Subscribe to get smarter faster at signup.axios.com. And now, back to the Pro Rata Podcast. We're joined now by Matt Pierce, a national correspondent for the LA Times. So, Matt, let's start here. What, if anything, do we know about the work Pete Buttigieg actually did with McKinsey? There are a few details. He said that in his memoir and in, in a few public comments that he's made, he worked for some kind of Canadian grocery company working on pricing. He did some kind of work with finding efficiencies in delivering energy. And also, finally, he did some kind of work with economic development in Iraq and Afghanistan. That's pretty much it. We don't know if there are other projects that he worked on. We don't know the names of the employers. Don't really know much at all about the actual work that he was doing. Matt, am I correct in saying these non-disclosure agreements that people like Buttigieg sign at a place like McKinsey, those are fairly standard operating practice in that world, right? Extremely common, especially for McKinsey, which is noted for its its famous secrecy for a long time, something that binds you after you leave the company. And, you know, I, I want to be clear that for a company like McKinsey, these confidentiality agreements allow it to do its business. You know, you, you have consultants going to private companies, getting access to their data, looking at proprietary information about the kind of business that they're doing. And so they have an interest and in their, their clients have an interest in, you know, not having these consultants immediately run off to another company or a competitor with that information and then using it to undermine their position in the marketplace. So there is a legitimate business argument for these kind of agreements. It seems like they're two-sided, right? As you say, they're they're to protect, from McKinsey's point of view, they're to protect McKinsey and its own trade secrets or or whatever they want to call them. And also, as you say, client confidentiality. There are a lot of clients who don't particularly want it to be known a consultant is in their shop because that suggests that they can't figure out how to do something on their own. Do we have any information to know if McKinsey is going to Buttigieg's clients and basically trying to get their sign-off on release? Because it would seem they would need both to do it. 
Correct. And we don't know. Uh, McKinsey uh, sort of fittingly did not respond to my uh, questions about this story. The Buttigieg campaign says that they have requested that McKinsey release a list of Buttigieg's clients, at least. So we don't know if the holdup is with McKinsey. We don't know if the holdup is with McKinsey's clients. You know, and to be honest, this is all in the word of the Buttigieg campaign. So I, you know, I have not seen his employment agreement with McKinsey. I, I don't know the exact breadth or length of the terms that he's signed. And so even the very nature of the agreement itself is secret, which makes it somewhat problematic when you're talking about someone who's running for president. And so that's where you get into this area where this practice of using non-disclosure agreements in the private sector, which has been proliferating in recent decades, is you know, colliding more and more with this general sphere of public knowledge that we expect to have access to when someone's running for president. We want to be able to evaluate their background and the kind of professional work that they've done. If you're the Buttigieg campaign and if we take them at their word that they do want this information released, and, and again, I agree, put, put that with a skeptical eye, but that's what they say right now. What would be the downside if he just went out there and said, these are the people I worked for? Yep, there was an NDA, but I'm running for president now. The rules have changed. These were my clients. He could get sued. You know, there could be heavy financial penalties for that, but that also comes with risks for McKinsey. You know, McKinsey is dealing with a lot of reputational problems right now due to work that it's done with authoritarian governments abroad, China, Saudi Arabia, Turkey. This week, the New York Times and ProPublica had an explosive investigation about McKinsey's consulting work with ICE, where they'd been hired to find efficiencies in uh, the nation's border enforcement agencies and involved proposals to cut costs for things like food and medicine for, for detainees. And it was proposals that made, you know, even ICE agents feel uncomfortable. So for Buttigieg, this is a, a coin that has two sides, which is, you know, if he was not involved in anything controversial at all when he was at McKinsey, then he has an interest in getting this information out. But if he releases information that it turns out, you know, what if, you know, in these years of the Great Recession when he was working on grocery store pricing that he was involved in work that somehow involved trying to figure out how to cut costs or get around collective bargaining agreements or, or something that might make workers unhappy or, you know, might look a little bit unsavory in a post-recession, post-Occupy Wall Street world, those political liabilities for him too. And so he's stuck in this situation where he faced all sorts of risks that are both political and financial. Let me ask a final thing about one of his uh, top rivals, Elizabeth Warren. So Warren gets asked about this, I think, yesterday or the day before, and she makes a comment about transparency, but then quickly pivots to Buttigieg having closed-door fundraisers. She doesn't specifically want to seem to get into the McKinsey thing, perhaps because she did lots as a lawyer, corporate lawyer, she did lots of work for big companies, which could be scrutinized by the left. From your perspective, is Warren a little bit in a box on Buttigieg's McKinsey history? A little bit, yes. And I would point out that lawyers have a form of non-disclosure agreements in terms of uh, client confidentiality. They're not allowed to, you know, just disclose what kind of work that they were doing for a particular legal client just because they're running for president. So there are certain risks there in terms of trying to hold Buttigieg to a standard of transparency that you know, may come back to bite her. You know, and this is the thing about information. The more that is known, you know, the more questions that it raises. And so Buttigieg is somewhat in this strange position where by the fact that we don't really know about what kind of work that he's doing, it precludes us from asking more detailed questions or, you know, being skeptical about the kind of work that he's done, if it's something that might bother Democratic voters in particular. But, you know, Warren has some of those questions, too, with the past corporate work that she's done. The difference with Warren is that, 
You know, she's moved on to do a lot of these very progressive policy ideas, the Consumer Finance Protection Bureau. Buttigieg doesn't quite have that record behind him. So there might still be some room for Warren to throw some elbows here in a way that doesn't splash back on her. Matt, final question for you. I'm going to ask you something that you have no reason to be able to guess at, but I'm going to ask you to guess. Before caucus goers show up to cast their ballots in Iowa, will we know more about Buttigieg's McKinsey work? I'm going to hazard a guess and say yes. There's been a lot of interest in the story this week, and McKinsey is a massive firm, and it seems like stories about their activities keep on spilling out. And again, that's a spiral, you know, especially the story about ICE. That's led activist groups to demand Buttigieg return all of his donations from McKinsey employees. He's the top recipient for McKinsey donations. And so I think that will continue to build public pressure in the sphere where it may push Buttigieg to the point where he might be willing to risk breaking an NDA to talk about his work, you know, if it's truly non-controversial, because at that point, the consequences for him outweigh any potential lawsuit that McKinsey may or may not file. I would say, yes, we might know more. Matt Pierce, national correspondent for the LA Times. Check out his story today at latimes.com. Thanks so much for joining us. My final two right after this. There is more news out there than ever before, but these days it's harder than ever to find it and to know what to trust. Axios AM takes the effort out of getting smart by synthesizing the 10 stories that will drive the day and telling you why they matter. Subscribe at signup.axios.com. And now back to the Pro Rata Podcast. Now it's time for my final two. And first up for investors, big institutional sorts of investors. A group of them was recently surveyed by corporate PR firm Edelman for its regular trust barometer report. And 84% said that, quote, maximizing shareholder returns can no longer be the primary goal of the corporation, end quote. The report also found that 52% said they would put more trust in a company that linked executive compensation to ESG goals. That stands for environmental, social, and governance, things like fighting climate change. Why it matters is that all of this come several months after the Business Roundtable, a group of America's top CEOs changed its long-standing mission statement to say that corporate decisions must be driven by more than just direct shareholder value, arguing that other constituencies like employees, customers, and communities also matter. It's the big corporate sea change of 2019, and the question for 2020 is if all of this lofty rhetoric gets put into practice. And finally, this is the last day here at Axios for Jesse Lee, who has been helping to produce Pro Rata Podcasts for the past several months. She is the one who usually books the guests, researches information, and then sends it to me in a way that's smart and digestible. And if you've heard me ask a particularly good question during an interview, there's a good chance it came from her. So the bottom line, our loss is the New Yorkers and New York's gain. Fun farewells, Jesse. And we're done. Big thanks for listening. And please be sure to leave us a review. Have a great National Microwave Oven Day. And we'll be back on Monday with another Pro Rata Podcast.